0: Good morning, guys, and welcome back to the Lucky Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Prieto, and today's episode is going to be kind of a long one because it's going to be a super personal episode about my healing journey. I'm going to talk about being young and moving out, feeling alone and finding passion and so much more. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and get our social medias out of the way. If you want to follow the podcast Instagram, that's at Lucky Girl Lex. That's L-U-C-K-Y-G-I-R-L-L-E-X. And I post our Lucky Girl affirmations, our Lucky Girl challenges, and just staying up to date with the podcast. So if you want to follow that, once again, it's at Lucky Girl Lex. If you want to follow my personal Instagram. That's at Lexi G Prieto. That's L-E-X-I-G-P-R-I-E-T-O. Now that we have the social medias out of the way, let's go ahead and get into our weekly prompts. So as always, we start with my weekly recap. So this week, I spent a lot of time Refocusing on my vision, you know, my goal in life. We talked about in last week's episode planning out your dream life, and I decided to take my own advice. So I sat with myself and I just asked myself, Why? Why do I want this as my career? And the answer came to me so easily. The truth is, I've spent so much of my life feeling alone and feeling lost. So if this podcast or my silly little vlogs on YouTube can make someone feel seen and give them inspiration to never give up on their dreams, then it's worth it because I know that that is my life mission. So I just needed to do a little readjusting and figuring out how I wanted to go about making this my life and, you know, creating my dream life. So this week, I really focused on realigning myself with that vision. I started doing things that I know Dream Me does and things that have to happen in order for me to become who I want to be. So that is my weekly recap. That's basically what I did this entire week is just focusing on shifting my mindset back into a positive one moving on we're gonna get to the lucky girl obsession of this episode and for this one it's a singer and that is billy joel if you have never listened to billy joel then you are missing out in life because his music is made for those main character movie moments and i absolutely adore him so much he has a song called she's always a woman and I think that is my life song because I love it so much and I just want to model myself after the woman he's talking about in the song so my lucky girl obsession is Billy Joel I adore him if you haven't listened to him please listen to him you'll love it but we're gonna go ahead and hop right into the episode once again this episode is gonna be my healing journey and I have quite a few things written out of what I want to talk about. We're gonna start with the beginning of everything. We're gonna start with my childhood and what led me to being who I am and having the mindsets that I do. So if you don't know, I'm the youngest of five children. We're all a year apart. My parents had five kids in five years and I was raised by a single dad. So I didn't have a mom in the picture for a long time, and growing up being the youngest, it was really easy to feel like I'm not seen, and being, you know, lost in the crowd of kids, I felt very unseen, and sometimes I felt like my needs weren't being met, but a good thing about being the youngest of five is that we had this safety net within each other. Whatever I was going through my sisters could relate and i could talk to them about it and i two of my sisters Troy and Gracie are the greatest examples of that in the entire world because i know if i'm ever feeling a certain way i can just talk to them and they get it they understand why i feel the way i do they can relate and you know we can work through whatever i'm dealing with together even as an adult and i think that's very very beautiful but being a kid and being young and not having a mother figure in my life. I grew up looking at these kids my age that did have a mother figure that had both parents and I was so envious to the point it kind of enraged me because I wanted so much more in life and I wanted to be able to say that my mom taught me this or my mom taught me that or whatever it may be and I just couldn't do that. I couldn't relate to these people that were my classmates, my friends. I just couldn't relate to them when it was Mother's Day and they were talking about what they did for their mom. I would just sit and think how sad it is that I can't get to have those experiences and it hit me so hard. So that was the very first time in my life feeling anxiety. That is hard for anybody to go through, let alone a four, five-year-old. So that was the very first time I felt insecure about the cards I was given in life. That turned into me being a teenager, moving to a city that was so small, or it wasn't even a city, it was a town in Florida that was so small and so single-minded almost, that I felt so different and I felt so insecure about being who I am and having the dreams I have and, you know, having the beliefs I have because I would look around at my classmates and my, you know, the people in my life and they didn't have the same beliefs that I had. And I was so lucky to find a group of friends who in this small town had the same big dreams that I had and had the same drive and the same passion that I had. I think I really did pick them out one in a million because I was so lucky to find them. All of this childhood hardship led me to feeling very unworthy as a teen. And it continued on with the same feeling of not fitting in. And I always thought that I was overlooked in my friend group or in class or whatever. I always felt like I was the least liked in a group. And that came from being the youngest of five. And, you know, my dad could only do so much being by himself. So it was very easy to be hidden in the shadows and I grew up feeling that way. It was such a struggle for me as a teenager being somewhere I didn't want to be and then feeling those feelings. It was the biggest hardship that I had went through at that point in time. So I wanted to move out and I wanted to move anywhere i didn't even care where as long as i wasn't in that town anymore i decided to move in with my mother who i had not seen in over 10 years i moved to a different state with her and just as she was before she was very absent even though she was present in my life she was absent emotionally so when i moved to the different state i basically lived on my own i paid my own bills I had my own car, I worked my own job, I went to school. I was doing everything on my own and this is kind of where my healing journey begins and it was a very, very rocky beginning but I was learning to find peace with being alone and feeling okay with being different because I was learning and I was growing into this woman that I am now and I'm still growing into but I was finding my passion. I was learning about what I really wanted to do in life And I couldn't be more grateful for having that experience no matter how hard it was, no matter how difficult moving away from my family was. I'm so grateful because it was a key factor into becoming who I am and having the passion that I have. It was the most rewarding and scary experience I've ever went through. So I lived with my mom for about a year and it didn't end up well between me and her. So I moved back to Florida for my senior year of high school and I graduated in May and I moved out to California in September all by myself, completely financially independent. That was all I wanted from age like 13 all the way until I was an 18 year old. All I wanted was to live in California. It was my goal. It was what I was working towards. It was on my vision board. It was absolutely all I wanted in life. And When I did it, it almost felt surreal. The only person that that I was moving was my sister, Troy. I didn't tell a soul. Then a week before my plane was going to take off, I told my dad. And he just kept on asking me why. He kept on saying, I just don't understand. Just explain to me why you want to move. Just tell me why. And I couldn't put it into words how, how badly I wanted to get out of that town. And I wanted to find myself and create a life for myself. And I just absolutely could not put it into words for him. But the second I moved to California and I found a place to live and I found a car and I got a job. I got it. I understood why. It was because I couldn't truly be who I was in that town. I felt like my dreams were too big and the town was too small. And I just absolutely could not wish for more while i was in a town like that and then i moved to california where literally everybody has big dreams like me and everybody's working towards what they want and it's such an enriching and beautiful experience to live here if you have the right friend group then you have people that are going to push you and motivate you and constantly help you thrive. I am so grateful for that. It is such a blessing and it's such an amazing gift that the universe gave me of having this passion. I absolutely just woke up one day in California and decided to stop feeling insecure about how passionate I am. I no longer cared if I loved harder or I cared more, whether it was in a relationship or a friendship or a situation in life. My passion is the greatest gift the universe has ever given me, and if that drives them away, if it drives an opportunity away, whatever it may be, then it was never meant to be to begin with, because I know my passion is what is going to make me successful. I completely and utterly know that. When I moved out, I was able to kind of fan the flames of this passion and grow into a more passionate person, but... I was on my own for years. I didn't have a support system. I was working a job, multiple jobs, that I didn't thrive in, I didn't love, and I was only doing it for the money, and it was making me very, very unhappy. So this is where the dip in my healing journey kind of began, because I moved out to this to this city, this place, this state, with the brightest mindset and this I can do anything attitude I had no more limiting beliefs I knew absolutely when anything was possible and then I was a year and a half in and I looked back and realized that I wasn't living for my dreams and it was such a shell-shocking experience of like I just opened my eyes one day and it just clicked. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. This is not what I want to be doing. This is not what the universe has planned for me because I know with my whole heart and soul that who I am supposed to be is not who I am acting like right now. So I started developing this social anxiety within the first year and a half of living here because I wasn't around people that, helped me thrive and I wasn't around people that I can bounce this good energy off of so I was starting to feel very insecure about going out and you know going out with friends and going to dinner whatever it may be I was just starting to become a hermit and I was refusing to go out and obviously like the pandemic had a lot to do with it but it was also I was just developing this grief in life and I was mourning this life that I wanted that I was too scared to go for. So I was going through this like ambiguous loss of the person who I wanted to be. And I thought it was over. I thought there was no way. Every second I was getting older, I was, you know, moving past this timeline I had in my head, which was so idiotic and not important to the story of my life. I was getting past this timeline And I was getting scared. And then I turned to my spiritual journey. And this is when the rise in my healing journey started again. I started journaling every single night. I was starting to understand what I was feeling. Because I spent so long in my life having these big, big emotions. Having these big passions that I couldn't even put it into words. Same with... When my dad asked why I wanted to leave, I just couldn't put it into words. These feelings were just too big for me to justifiably write it down. And then I started writing every night. I started journaling. I started working through what I was feeling. I started understanding why I was feeling the things I was feeling. I was gaining this spark back in my life. And this big, massive shift happened. I was connecting to my spiritual energy and I was figuring out the mindset that I am a spiritual being having a human experience and that my soul is a piece of the universe's which means that I create everything in my life. Just as the universe created the world, created humans, created the ocean's that have tides that pull and shrink and created the sun and the moon that are polar opposites. I have that energy inside of me and I create the life I desire. And once I figured this out, it was the most beautiful and absolutely shocking experience. Once you have this major click and this major shift in your brain, it gets scary, but it also gets thrilling because now you're rewriting this dream. And within that year and a half, I was starting to believe that maybe this dream wasn't going to happen. Maybe I would never start a YouTube channel. Maybe I would never create a podcast. Maybe I will never be a content creator. And it's just so beautiful to look back now a, a year and a half after that. And I'm working towards absolutely everything I wanted in life. And I am Implementing dreams into my life and it is just so beautiful to me because of this one mind shift. It absolutely clicked in my life when I started believing that absolutely anything was possible. I started to dispel these limiting beliefs I had in my life that I was getting too old, which I'm 21 years old. I am so young. I have so much life ahead of me. But for some reason, I was having it in my mind that I'm starting too late that I don't look like the people that I saw on my screen that I didn't grow up with a wealthy family so I didn't have any help into becoming who I am so how am I going to be successful if I don't have an in in this life and then I realized that I create everything in this life. I create the in. I create the want for me in this space. I create this space in this community for me and I will not make myself feel small. I am big in this community. I am meant to be in this community. My space is meant to be taken up by me. So this mental click in my brain led me to learning to forgive people who didn't deserve it because I did deserve it. I was no longer going to dwell on these people that made me feel small, that made me feel like I couldn't achieve the things I wanted, that made my dreams feel dumb, that made me feel dumb, I absolutely refused to let them control me anymore. So I had to make a choice. I had to forgive them. So I forgave my mother for leaving. I forgive the people who would make fun of me behind my back for having these big dreams, for saying, oh, she thinks she's too much, whatever it may be. I started forgiving these people and moving on from it because that is their narrative about me that is not my narrative that is not who I truly truly am and with that being said I also started realizing that the narratives I have about other people may not be who they truly are so I was learning to be more gentle towards other people to be less judgmental and to be more understanding that everybody is working through something And just because they don't think like me or they don't have the same mindset as me doesn't mean that they aren't successful in their own way. So I was learning to grow as this young woman into being kinder to myself and being kinder to other people and forgiving myself as well as other people for the things that I've said that were not beneficial to my life and hurt me in the long run. I was learning to let go of that and to regrow and retrain my brain into being one that is absolutely grateful for everything. And as I was doing this, obviously, it's not all sunshine and roses. Once you're going through this healing journey, you have these fallbacks. It is definitely a rise and a fall. It is mountains and valleys that you have to climb through every single day so as I was growing into this person who was learning to forgive these people and this was really hard forgiving these people because it goes all the way back to a woman who left me when I was young and who made me feel so insecure and made me feel so bad about myself into forgiving her that was such a hard thing to do and It made me look at everything and made me feel, once again, steps behind everyone because of things I didn't have. So I would often fight to not think of the things I don't have, but think of the things that I do have, the things I am grateful for. The experience of a single dad, you know, raising me into who I am and all the issues I had with whatever it may be as a child, it made me who I am. It made me be more gentle towards humans and more gentle towards people that are trying. I know it's a struggle, but it also made me know that the people that make me feel small do not deserve a space in my life. Whether it's family or relationships or friendships whatever it may be if people make me feel small if situations make me feel small whatever it may be then they do not have a place in my life and I make sure to absolutely dispel that from my life because I am only attracting energy that makes me feel bigger than the whole sky that makes me feel like I can absolutely achieve anything because that is my mindset and once I have people around me this support system, this friend group, situations, a job, whatever it may be that make me feel big and make me feel good about what I'm doing and make me feel like my dreams are possible, then that is once I started understanding that my success is inevitable and it will happen and it is happening continuously. So I started not thinking about what I didn't have and being okay with what I didn't have. And being grateful for what I didn't have because it led me to what I do have. It led me to the mindset I have. And I started living for myself. I started not thinking about what other people wanted and what other people thought of me. That is something I've struggled with so much in my life. I have struggled with being a people pleaser and wanting people to think that I'm successful. And To me, now that I'm thinking back on it, it sounds so ridiculous because the only way that people are going to think that you're successful is if you're successful on their terms because everybody's version of success looks different, but I know I'm successful because I'm working towards these goals and I'm working on things and I'm doing things that I've wanted for so long. This podcast, my YouTube channel, creating content as a whole, it is something that I have absolutely wanted for so long that I've been so scared to make happen and now here I am making it happen and that is such a beautiful thing to me and I'm so proud of myself and I don't need anybody else to be proud of me because I am proud of me. So I started fighting this inner critic in my life, this voice in my head that was saying, you don't look like these people. You don't have the same mindset as these people. You're not going to be successful because you're not successful in their way. I started fighting against this critic and I had this realization that I don't need to be somebody else to be successful. I am successful because I am myself. I have my mindset. I have my passion. That is why I'm successful. So I started fighting this imposter syndrome as well because once you start creating the life that you wanted, it's easy to fall into this imposter syndrome of who am I to deserve it? Who am I to be worthy of this life, of these words that I'm putting into other people's life? Who am I to be giving advice? I'm just a 21-year-old. Who am I to do this? So I started fighting that imposter syndrome. I am me. That is what my purpose is in life, is to help other people feel more important and fight for their dreams and work towards their dreams and not be scared of what other people think. If you look silly, then you look silly. But if you are passionate, then you will be successful. And I have 100% belief in that. So I started fighting this imposter syndrome and growing away from this toxic belief that I have to be someone else in order to be successful because that's not true and I'm telling you right now that you do not have to be anybody else to be successful because your success is dependent on who you are so I want to tell you our lucky girl affirmation for this episode It is who you are is the key to your success. I want you to wake up every morning and say who I am is the key to my success. And I am so lucky to be who I am. Moving on, I was trying to get past putting too much pressure on being liked. And as Swifty, I had to put in a quote, a song lyric from Taylor Swift in her song Mastermind. She said, no one wanted to play with me as a little kid, so I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make it seem effortless. And when she wrote that, when she sang that, I felt it to my core because that is intricately what I've been doing. As a little kid, I felt like the last to be picked. I felt like I was hidden in the shadows of my siblings, hidden in the shadows of being raised by a single dad. I never felt like the best friend. I never felt like the best choice. So as an adult, I was scheming to being liked by absolutely everybody. I was changing my personality to fit into this person and then to the other person and then to the next person. So I was switching and molding myself into different versions of myself. I was constantly, constantly rearranging my heart and my soul to fit in with these friend groups. And sometimes it was for good. I was becoming a better person. But sometimes it was for horrible. And I was molding myself into people that weren't aligned with my beliefs and my passion. And I was too scared to be who I was around these people. So I was making myself feel small. I was doing it to myself. And when I started realizing that I was putting way too much pressure on being liked... I started changing, trying to change for other people, and I was starting to just be myself. I am the type of person that once I know you, I am off the walls. I am a goofy person. I have high energy all the time, and it is a direct result for my passion. And once I started just being myself and being passionate... I got a job opportunity that was one of my dream jobs and I started making these friends within my workspace that tell me all the time they say Lexi you are a ray of sunshine you are this bouncing ball of light and it's so wonderful to be around you and my sisters tell me that I have a poetic soul and that I'm a passionate beautiful person and to never change and one of my friends told me that I'm literally sunshine. And my hometown childhood best friend tells me that I am the embodiment of the yellow heart emoji. And I was hearing all these things that was praised for just being myself. And it was that moment that had me realize that who I am is what's going to make me successful. Just once again reiterating that who you are to your core. Once you start being who you are naturally, you aren't looking for validation in other people. You aren't trying to mold yourself into the people you see on your screens that maybe want the same career as you. You're starting to be yourself. That is when people notice you and that is when positive opportunities come your way. So I was going through this mental shift of feeling confident and feeling happy and proud of myself and the mental shift caused me to see the physical shift i looked more beautiful because i was feeling more beautiful i was feeling more confident so i started practicing gratitude for absolutely everything in my life the good The bad, the scary, the thrilling. I started being grateful for absolutely everything. If I got a flat tire, hey, at least I got a flat tire and it wasn't my car actually breaking down and me not having a car. If I got a job promotion, I am so grateful for that. If I made a new friend, I am so grateful that I now have this new influence in my life that's gonna help me grow as a person, which is what I truly believe that friendships are. And even if they aren't forever and they're just in passing, I think that they're important to leading you to who you are becoming. I was also learning to stand up for myself and learning that standing up for myself does not make me unlikable because going back to struggling with putting too much pressure on being liked I would never ever stand up for myself if something happened if someone was being mean to me I would let them be mean to me I would let myself be walked all over because I was so scared that if I stood up for myself the people that liked me then that that like the docile girl who wasn't standing up for myself wouldn't like me anymore but now that I'm who I am, and people like me for me, of course I'm going to stand up for myself because why would I let anybody tear me down? The person that is well-loved within myself, I would never. And even if I had no friends, no support system, nothing, I have myself. And I refuse to let myself be walked all over. I can't like stand by and watch that happen. That is absolutely never going to happen in my life. I refuse So it has become an everyday practice to be mindful of when I have to stand up for myself to stand up for myself. Even if my voice shakes, even if my hands shake, even if I'm so scared to stand up for myself, I will do it because it is what I deserve. And I challenge you as well to stand up for yourself in times when it's needed because that is what you deserve as a human being and as a wonderful person, you deserve someone that will stand up for you and that has to be yourself. So I also wanted to touch really quickly within my healing journey on being sober. I'm 21 years old and I had decided that I don't like how drinking makes me feel. I have never been like a copious drinker. I have not ever been drunk, I don't think, in my life. Or I know I have never been drunk in my life. But every time I do have a drink or two or go out with people, go to the club, whatever it may be, that is not what I enjoy. Like, it is not fun for me. So I... I decided to be sober and I decided to just not drink and I'm not putting a ton of pressure on being sober. Like if I want to have a drink once in a while, I will, but I don't like the way it makes me feel. My body doesn't agree with alcohol. I I just don't enjoy drinking. I don't like the taste of it either. So I just decided to not drink. And what I'm learning right now is how much of a barrier not drinking is towards life because as a 21-year-old, a lot of my friends are in college and we're in our early 20s experiencing this thrill of life. And... People want to go out and have drinks and party and have fun, which I'm all for. And I will go out with you. You have your margarita and I will cheer you on and I will be the life of the party just by being myself. And I'm not saying this to put myself on a higher pedestal like, oh, I don't need alcohol to have a fun time. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. And once again, if I decide I want to drink, then I will drink. But as of right now... It's just not fun for me. I am seeing how much of a barrier it is. Within the people in my life, I know they want to go out to drink. They want to go to the club. My friends have other friends that they go out and get drinks with. And every time I've gone, it is just not enjoyable for me. I don't like it. So I'm learning to be okay with that barrier and opening these friendships up to new facets. Like instead of going out and being the friend that you drink alcohol with I want to be the friend that you go shopping with that you go to flea markets with you go to farmers markets with you make charm bracelets with like whatever it may be I don't have to I don't feel the need to be the friend that you have to drink with you know like I just prefer to be the friend that does other things and that's completely okay but I just want to tell you that my healing journey isn't over I know I'm going to have valleys in the future. I'm going to have hills in the future, mountains in the future. Good things and bad things will happen. Curves and bumps and whatever is going to happen. I understand that. And my journey is always going to continue. And is going to be continuing it all, all the way until I'm an old lady. But where I'm at right now in life is I'm learning to not put pressure on my days. And by that, I mean... I'm learning to stop categorizing my days as good versus bad. Especially as an adult right now, I'm going through my mental health. I'm learning to be okay with the things that I was struggling with. I'm learning to ask for help. I'm learning continuously working on becoming the person I want to be and continuously just being who I am. And I've spent so much of my life struggling with not being who I am, wanting to fit in, that now that I'm just becoming who I am, it's obviously a struggle and I do have bad days, I do have good days, but I'm learning not to categorize them anymore because it becomes such a harsh mentality when you're like, oh, I've had four bad days in a row. I feel so bad, like it's never going to change, whatever. Instead of thinking about that, just think, Within the days that maybe you felt bad, I'm sure there was one moment in the day that you felt good. I'll give you an example. The job I have, I absolutely adore, but a couple weeks ago, I was going through probably one of the hardest weeks I've ever had in my life. I was going through struggles that were so hard for me and going into the job that I have you have to be on I'm playing a character in this job and it is all for the common goal of making these children moments magical so I was feeling so bad about myself I was not at the highest point of who I usually am at the job I usually am so happy so bubbly making these children's memories so magical and memorable And that day I wasn't. I was feeling so bad I couldn't even force a smile. And I did my job description. And then there is another aspect that's not my job, but it is in correlation with my job. So I go over to do something else and I see one of the children that I helped make magic. And she sees me. And I remind you that this was a bad day that I wasn't feeling my best self. And she ran up to me and gave me the biggest hug in the world. And in that moment, it made me realize that no matter how bad my days are, my energy is always going to be positive. And this little girl who I helped make this magical moment that in my mind, the entire time I was working on my job, the entire time I was helping her, I was just thinking, God, I can't believe that I'm feeling this way. I feel so bad. Like I must be making her experience so terrible only for her to come up and hug me and to just be so excited to just have the experience she had and I thought that that was so beautiful to realize that who I am intricately as a person is always gonna make people feel good because that is who I am so I decided to stop putting weight on these bad versus good days and just taking them as days Good things happen every day, not so good things happen every day, and you just can't put pressure and you can't categorize them into tallying up all the things that happen and saying, oh, well, more bad things happen than good things, so it must be a bad day. That's not the key to having a successful life. The key to having a successful life, to going for your dreams, is to believing that everything happens for a reason. And that is what I wanted to end out this podcast on is just letting you guys know that absolutely everything happens for a reason. This has been one of my favorite podcast episodes to record. So thank you so much for listening and being here for my entire journey. This is something very, very personal to me and I... Just want to remind you that your healing journey does not have to look like mine, just like my healing journey does not look like other people's. It's intricate to who you are and it's exclusive to who you are. So whatever your healing journey may be, just keep growing, just keep being kind and keep being mindful that the beauty of life is being kind to other people and being kind to yourself. Be this ray of sunshine for yourself. Wake up in the morning and feel good about yourself and feel happy and feel positive. Say affirmations in life. Go back to the affirmation we talked about in this podcast episode and say it every single morning. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much and thank you again for being part of my healing journey. It's so beautiful to have this community of people now who are dreamers like me, who are passionate like me, who want this life like me. And I'm so grateful to have that. I love you and I'm so, so grateful for you. Remember to practice gratitude and stay lucky. I love you. Bye!